can't hand you a business plan, but we can make you business wise. So sit back and learn to make stacks with the octopus of enterprise. Hi, Diana here, and although it's a new year with new beginnings, you still find me here at the deck. Have I said how much I love it here? think I have. Anyway, like I said, it's a new year and often with a new year come New Year's resolutions, which got me thinking, how can this idea of New Year's resolutions be applied to the world of business? So I got a few people together to talk about this and this is what we had to say. So today we're talking about New Year's resolutions for business. Are they a good thing or are they forgotten by February? Who better to discuss this with than Charlie Ball, Senior Consultant, Labour Market Intelligence at JISC, John Starkey, Freelance Video Editor, Edit Easy, and Ursula Kelly, Photography and Personal Branding Coach. Welcome to the Octopus of Enterprise. How are you all doing today? Uh, very well, thank you. Really good. Thank you for inviting me. Not bad at all. Um, so first of all, anybody prepared to admit whether they've got a set of personal resolutions this year? I'm, I'm ready to admit that I don't make personal resolutions. Oh, I've got okay. Some work goals, which I suppose would count as resolutions, but uh, I don't. I don't make resolutions uh, because I, I don't stick to them. Life changes. Okay. On a personal level, so it's very. It's often quite hard to stick to ideas that you made in January. So Charlie's a no. John. Uh, yeah, I do. Uh, uh, for business and uh, personally, whether I see them through uh, the, all of the year, the personal ones is, is a different subject. But um, for the last couple of years, uh, me and my sort of friends, we always try and get a bit healthy as everyone does in January. You know, try uh -huh. and reduce the alcohol, reduce the meat, reduce the sugar. But none of us stick to it. So we have a financially incentivized competition with a spreadsheet. Oh, so each each week <laughs> you add your weight, you add your waist measurement, you add how many days of exercise and um, it lasts for 10 weeks. You might think, well, who would be bothered for 10 weeks? But every time you uh, are not first, you have to put five pounds into the kitty. And when you're 144 pounds approximately down in 10 weeks time, having we have a big celebration dinner afterwards. If you've got to pay for it all, you're suddenly very incentivized to keep going. <laughs> Lightly, that's, that's like next level weight loss goals for, for the new year, that is, with a spreadsheet as well. I know, that's serious. That, that's some jeopardy, John. <laughs> it is, yeah. Ursula, have you got a spreadsheet? I kind of use more like a vision board. I'm a visual person. So uh -huh. I'm motivated by seeing past my my current life, my current reality, and my current what's in front of me, but I'm motivated by what's over there. So the obvious one that John has just said is when people want them to be healthy, want to lose weight. That's I've you know I've always been lucky that my weight has kind of stayed the same for more or less most of my adult life, and I've never had to concern myself with that. But as I'm getting closer to fifty, that has definitely changed, and um, and it's more about actually feeling like you're going to extend your life than what your waistband uh, says you are. So this year is a new thing for me is to actually think about health, not in relation to my size, but more in terms of my life expectancy. Mm. And I've got more desire to live longer now that as we get older and we get more confident, there's more things that I want to achieve, see, be, do. And so that has definitely come into my my mindset this year because I feel like quite a lot of people when they set resolutions and I don't set resolutions I tend to have more goals plans whatever is that 
they talk about what they don't want in their lives mm -hmm. rather than what they want to attract. So, you know, I want to give up chocolate. It's all about that kind of thing that you're losing in the sense of, of, of something that you haven't got anymore rather than the pushing towards something new. Um, in terms of whether it's a good idea for doing it in business, do you think the loose frame of the beginning of the year setting some intent in your business is a good idea for sure setting a form of goals and setting setting up um, a set of ideas is, is often a very good idea and the start of the year new slate um, is a good time to do it we have various things that go in business cycles and go in cycles throughout the year and so um, January for example in my my sphere is when a lot of graduate recruitment schemes are recruiting um, I deal with graduate employment um, and so the start of the year isn't a bad time. It's not, it's not many businesses financial year start, but it's not a bad time to start thinking about what do you want to get out of the next 12 months? Um, what is your business aim for the next 12 months? Because psychologically there is an important thing there. And there are things, you know, there are um, changes in the business environment, most notably in import and exports um, conditions at the beginning of this year that do mean that setting um, set of goals for your business is, is quite a good idea. How do you then stick to them? That's the thing, because John's really extreme um, competition, spreadsheet, incentivized <laughs> thing. Um, you know, what's the equivalent in business to make sure that, you know, by February you're still on track for, for the goals? Any, any techniques that, John, you are applying to your business? My business is four weeks old, um, so it just happens to coincide with the new year. So wow. um, I know. Uh, so for me, I have set um, quite a few goals, mainly just to keep me on track and to keep me going. Uh, so I'm now a freelance video editor, and the, the business is called Edit Easy, as you said before. And um, for me to make that transition and to do the things I need to do, I need to do some of the basics like website, social medias working out what the tax man needs from me at whatever point that would be. Um, mm -hmm. And I find um, there's all sorts of apps, but essentially I just write them down, uh, be it online or on a, on a piece of paper. But I need to have a list so that each day I sit down uh, and go, right, that one needs to go, that one needs to go. And just, just going off what you were saying yourself there, Charlie, like um, the new year, Aside from me starting at this time of year, I think psychologically we're all just we're just sort of hardwired and fine tuned. You have your Christmas break, and when you come back, you're like, right, let's get back to business. In my previous role, um, all of our clients used to work in a creative agency. All of our clients come the middle of January when they got themselves sorted, they were like, right, new year, new start, let's get going. And I think um, I think it does you good for a bit of a clean slate. I mean, that's that's right, John. I mean, we think of it as slightly arbitrary because we start a new calendar, but we've just had a holiday um, and a big festival of festivities, seeing our families and friends, if if you weren't confined inside from COVID. And on a, on a purely um, physiological and, um, you know, cosmological sense, the nights have started getting shorter again. Um, the solstice is the 21st of December without getting too mystical about it I'm a scientist by training but it is a it is a thing that happens um, there's new growth starting why not do that for your business for me in terms of tracking it I basically set up my resolutions as a little project with uh, set goals and time scales through project apps um, 
and and track them that way. I mean, obviously, if you've got your own business, then there'll be certain things like revenue <laughs> that will be quite, <laughs> important, quite important to you. Um, but yeah, that's that's the way I do it. And are you different from that, Ursula, given that you said at the top of the programme that the visual was what did it for you in terms of uh, vision boarding for the for the future and, and what you want and your goals? I think it's more that you're using the vision board as a motivator to keep you on track with your goals. Okay. So I think what's really challenging for most people, and I think around, I think it's the second Friday in January, it's around the 17th of January, that's known as Quitter's Day where people have made a New Year's like resolution intention. And then they're like, you know what, this is rubbish. It's like, I've eaten lettuce all day, am I thin yet? It's like, no. And, and I know because I've had a real, real sugar habit since Christmas, where it's like, I've got so much chocolate and biscuits sent to me from Ireland and people that we couldn't see because of COVID stuff, just mountains of stuff. And you're thinking, well, it kind of needs to be, what about if I eat it all now? And then in February, <laughs> start afresh. And then what about if I drip feed it out over the year and just have a little bit every day? So I think what's interesting is if you cannot see the end goal, then it's very easy to give up. So it's all well and good having a habit tracker. But it's like, why am I doing it? Why are any of us doing anything? Because most of it are not just motivated by money. We're motivated by joy, by feeling good, by feeling like we've achieved something. So it, there has to be something. There has to be that kind of you know, carrot dangling almost. There has to be something at the end of it. And if you cannot see what the result might be, might look like, it's so easy to ditch your goal and go, do you know what? I'm going to quit it. It's rubbish. I've been eating like salads for three weeks and I'm still the exact same size. And like <laughs> and the biscuits there and I could just have them. So I think it's really important to kind of figure out if you, what do you really care about? And when you get clear on what you really care about, then it's much easier to stick to those habits, those goals, those new ways of being, whatever they happen to be for you. And that's why I'm kind of, I choose words and energy and specific ways that I want to feel as opposed to, I must not do this. I must not do that. I must not do the other. That idea of Alice in Wonderland, the, you know, if, what path should I take is what she says in Alice in Wonderland, isn't it? And then the Cheshire cat says, um, where do you want to go? And she says, I don't know. And so the cat then replies, well, if you don't know where you're going, then any path will take you there. So you're talking about, you know, actually steering yourself with those goals um, and, and, and moving towards something, which is what I said before. I guess, John, for you to start setting those goals in business as a fresh new business, I mean, that, that must be slightly scary slightly terrifying but also delightful at the same time because you've got the whole sort of business journey ahead of you but you do have to understand what you're doing it for uh, absolutely no I, I completely agree actually it is it is um it's scary and exciting and, uh, and I guess um you're quite right I've got like the short-term goals like the must-dos right now you know to get get paid at the end of this month so to speak uh but also yeah the longer term like you were saying it's like, a brilliant way of describing it, like the vision how it wants to make you feel I've never really thought that before but that's a good way to look at it I'm going to take that away from me actually you know to, to have a vision for how I want to feel what about when something distracts you? And I'm thinking about the sugary snack because I actually found a packet of chocolate coins in the drawer early on in January. That's when <laughs> I went, oh, I didn't know you were in there. Quick, shut the door. But then I knew they were there. Um, you know, wh what about the distractions along the way? Has anybody got any techniques for getting yourself back on track with those goals? 
I get distracted quite easily on anything delicious and anything to do with work as well when something new and more shiny uh, appears. I find it's very good to uh, to keep speaking to people. I've sort of uh, adopted someone as my mentor and my wife as well is a really good person. I'll sometimes just literally just go, what do you think of this? And she'll message me back saying, don't be stupid, crack on with what you meant to be crack on. <laughs> but you, sometimes you need someone outside of the box uh, or outside, obviously my box is very small because I'm a freelance, but you know, even in business, Sometimes, um, again, when I worked at my previous place, you know, when sometimes you just need to pop your head up and go, is this a good idea? And then mm. other people will go, no, or yes. <laughs> yeah, a bit of sense checking along the way. And I suppose that's why being part of a network, even if you are a sole trader, business, um, freelancer, or, you know, someone who has a very small team, uh, connecting with others in the outside world is really important. It's massively important because, you know, if you think about anyone in the world of success, you know, whether it's a sports person or a musician or, you know, a business person, whatever, most of them will have had a coach. They will have had someone who's keeping them accountable. So if you can find something somewhere that keeps you accountable, that keeps you tracking yourself because you're not, you know, so you won't give up. That's the most important thing that you can really, really do. And you look back and you reflect on all the things that worked and you applaud yourself for that and you build on that and you go again it's so easy to beat ourselves up and go I haven't done enough they're doing so much more and like John with his first month in business it's going to be so easy to go oh, I've got to do x by x having those motivators are brilliant you have it like a, a finish line if it's the end of January of what you want to achieve by then of course they're important but we also must revel in and relish the success that we've already had and if that's just starting your own business that's blooming brilliant. Really good point there, because often when we're when we're trying to reach those goals, we don't stop and celebrate the success of of making a little step along the way, and and maybe that's some of the the negative side of how people approach goal things. It's like onto the next goal, onto the next goal, and you actually forget how far you've come. So um, I'm, I'm kind of gesticulating with my hands there because I do sort of see mm. a bit of a journey. You know, we talk about business journeys all the time, a bit of a cliche, but in a sense it is. Um, sometimes, though, if, if you feel like mm. you have not achieved something, then that can be a real negative downside of things. And, and maybe that's where your accountability buddies, your mentors, your coaches can help lift you and, and help you to recognise what you have actually achieved, not what you haven't. Um, we touched a little bit on the sort of negatives. Are there, are there any other like negatives about goal setting or is it about how you do it? It's not the goal setting itself. I think, uh, and I've had experience with this, and I see lots of people do it all the time. And it's one of the, the classics for, for January and goal setting is uh, people set goals either far too many or far too unrealistic uh, with everything else they have in their life family, children, outside commitments, work, whatever. Uh, we all do it. You know, we all we all watch the TV ads and like, well, by, by, by February, I'm going to have a six pack like a xylophone. Wing. But it's not going to happen. <laughs> <you know? laughs> but uh, I think there's a lot to be said for that because we're all quite guilty of, of, uh, of you know, having a sort of fantasy targets that we're never going to meet. And then, like you said, when you don't beat them, you feel awful, and then you drop off. One one thing at a time, and 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 that's that's the way I approach these things is is one thing at a time, and do things incrementally. Sometimes seen as being quite negative, but do things in stages. So get to stage one, then on to stage two, then on to stage three. 
the way that my work proceeds is I'm, often I'm working on quite large projects. Um, so it's not useful for me to say, oh, yes, and by, you know, this year I will do my big projects on X, Y, Z. I set mob projects on, on biweekly or monthly basis, um, get to this milestone, take a breather, get to this next milestone, take a breather, because it avoids putting unnecessary pressure on yourself. Um, so set your goals, set them incrementally. Don't set too many at once. Um, and it's important to make them realistic. I don't know if any of you have heard of uh, NaNoWriMo, um, which is a, a writing goal that takes place usually in November. And you write a thousand words a day. And if you've, you know, if you manage to get through the whole of November, you've written 30,000 words. Or if it's like me, you've written the same thousand words 30 times. Um, but at least there are better thousand words that you wrote. <laughs> but nevertheless, setting achievable goals, it might seem quite straightforward at the beginning of November to say, oh, yeah, I'm going to write a thousand words. But then life gets in the way and work gets in the way. The events, the everyday accretion of things that happen that need to be dealt with get in the way. So even what what appear to be quite simple goals can actually be quite. I mean, you don't make them, you don't make them completely simplistic, but particularly if they're repeated goals, you make them realistically achievable, but um, not so much that they'll crush you under the weight of your own expectations, let alone those of other people. Another thing that I do in my field actually um, is I make public statements because I have a public profile within my sector. Um, I will go on social media and say, I will do this, because if I don't do it, then all the people who expect me to do it will tell me about it a great length. <laughs> <laughs> so what have you committed to this January that we need to again repeat so that you're going to do it? Well, actually, this time round, I've made some predictions about the state of the labour market, which you can take a look at. Um, but within that is the implication that I will be regularly tracking what goes on. And I write a, a weekly newsletter. Um, which is enough of a set of goals for me. Um, uh, he said, looking ruefully at the fact that he hasn't submitted this week's yet. Um, but yes, within what I do, within the public statements I've made, is a commitment that I will keep regularly, weekly tracking the state of the labour market and publish what I found to the people who use that information. So that, that's quite a commitment. Tell there. me about it, Diana. <laughs> <laughs> okay. But I think clarity, that's what I've been working with with my mentor yeah. on about getting really clear on what it is that I want to have happen as a result of doing what I'm doing, setting the the targets that I'm setting. And I think that's a really top tip, you know, being clear. And sometimes the top level, um, don't want to go back into being a fitness podcast again, because we seem to have talked about health and fitness quite <laughs> a lot. But, you know, when you're doing things like John is about, well, actually, you know, there's a metric there about waistline measurement. That's quite a specific metric. But the how you're going to do that and the, what you're going to do along the way is also something you need to be really clear about. Keeping it simple is always a good idea. Keep it as simple and clear as you can. I second that. I um, have a list of goals. And I have them all really, really simple um, because it keeps me focused. And also there is nothing more thrilling to me. Well, one of the very few things in life more thrilling than having a list and then ticking a load of the things off it. Oh, I'd put things on the list to tick them off again if you could. Oh, um, yes, I have, I have been known to do that. 
yeah there was a suggestion to stop and celebrate your your wins um but for some of us people like me just just the satisfaction of knowing that you no longer have to work on that report (laughs) (laughs) Um, and i suppose one of the things that i often say and this is a do as i say not as i do um to students and to my own son is you know just make a start a small start that's right, Diana. I mean, last year I did actually set myself a resolution of uh, stopping procrastinating, but I kept putting it off. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yes. Thank you so much. So, I have to move on from that joke, Charlie. And I, I just wanted to ask you, given that you have got your head in those figures, the analysis of trends and, you know, what the labour market's up to, in terms of our business um sort of side of things are our, our micro businesses and our and our individuals what trends are you noticing that might influence and and you know what should some of these businesses or or um folks listening be putting on their list for their goals as a result of those things that you're noticing right now and that's a that's a very good question diana right now um because we are starting to emerge into a i'm not going to say new normal but everybody said that all the time in 2020 and i actually had a new normal tin here where i put a pound in when every time i said the word the phrase new normal so i've not said new normal except for about the four or five times when i've said that just then so what british business in general has done very poorly for the last few years is invested in skills and training um we underinvest in skills, we underinvest in training, but the jobs market at the moment is tight. There are shortages um, across the board in many, many sectors and industries. Um, so this year, if I were to give that advice to anybody in business, it would be think about training and skills. If you're a business person or if you've got your own business, think about learning a new business related skill. It might even be a new piece of software or it might be um something even quite straightforward will get back into the habits of learning new skills because things are changing things are always changing and things will continue to change and the more strings you have to your bow the easier you will find it to adapt really great piece of advice there john have you got anything to um, add to that in terms of goals what what do you think as a new business founder a new freelancer what's a tip that you'd give to someone else teetering on the brink of doing that themselves oh well firstly just do it i think we said before you know you 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 miss any opportunity you don't try you've got to start um as charlie said i think the world's changed a lot very very quickly and keeping on pace is is more important than ever i think you could retrain within six months be doing something totally different just via an online course so i think um, for anyone looking to, you know, to, to be in business or to improve themselves in 2022, I, I think uh, I'm just going to have to copy Charlie's and um, just, just say, yeah, keep on keeping on, keep learning. I think that's the, yeah. uh, in the space of this four weeks, I've learned so many more new things than I probably did in the last two years uh, because I've had to force myself to. <laughs> and, and now I can do it. And for two years, I've gone, well, there's no chance I'll ever do that because I can't do it. And now... Certainly you can. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <I> can. <laughs> it's funny how when you've got to, you do it. <laughs> keep learning. So that's it. Two keep learnings. Ursula, anything from you? Well, I've got a little phrase that I use quite a lot, which is you don't have to have it all sorted. You just have to get it started. 
And I think one nice. of the big inhibitors for many of us is thinking, well, I don't really know how. We get so caught up in the how that we forget the what and the why. And like I said earlier on, if you can really focus on why you're doing it, what it's for, then the how comes about. You know, Charlie and John have talked about, you know, we need to upskill, we need to learn lots of things all the time. And we, we can just, at our fingertips, we can go and find any bit of information to learn how to do anything that we want at any given time, probably for free. But if you don't know why you're doing it or what it's for, it's so easy to give it up. So what I'd really like to leave this point on is to focus on what you are. So the statement earlier on, Charlie said something about I am, and it brought that to my mind. If you have some positive statements about what you already are and you build on that, I am the good stuff. Forget all the other stuff that you don't really want to be. I am. What are you good at? What do you love doing? What brings you joy? What do other people say about you? I'm saying that affirmation. Why are you doing it? And you will figure out the how. That is just a brilliant way to conclude. And uh, I guess I have to reference the fact that Charlie did say before the recording, I am a data monkey. <laughs> that's me but sadly that's all we have time for today thank you so much charlie john and ursula and thank you for listening to i'm diana pasik atkinson and you've been listening to the new year tentacle of the octopus of enterprise happy 2022 bye